Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Be The Frequency podcast. Um, After a large, large majority vote on my Instagram, um, Ashley and Carter, I have opted to record this particular podcast on the recent events of the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Um, for a lot of reasons, when you, uh, I've had questions and I've had clients that have come kind of on both sides of, of the spectrum and the answer is really always the same. Um, so I do want to give like a little bit of a, a history background understanding um, and kind of explaining a little bit of what goes on with souls, why they come to earth, you know, and, and really like, does this, um, have we been preventing souls from coming to earth by allowing abortion is, is some things that people have said and just different things like that. So I want to clarify a few things because um, source is always very clear and it's always the same, no matter what your question is, um, no matter what side you're on. Um, and I thought that this would be something really great to share with you, even just to give you some, some insight of um, the soul's purpose here on earth and what that looks like in these types of instances. Um, just for a kind of a history and a background reference, so to speak, of, of my, my lived kind of experience of this is both of my children were born at the time I was unwed and um, very much took into account all options, all options. And it was always uh, revealed to me that this soul was meant to be with me at this time. Um, and so I moved forward. Um, I, I shared when I kind of brought up this topic, I'm going to kind of touch on a few things. There's going to be a few elements to this podcast. So make sure you listen to all, the, all of it. Um, so that way you can have an understanding and there'll be elements probably more towards the end that will actually be beneficial for you moving forward in not just um, in this instance where you may be feeling a lot of feelings of anger, a lot of feelings of uncertainty, um, betrayal, uh, hatred um, are a lot of the words that have kind of been thrown around. And when I shared this and kind of opened up this conversation of, you know, would, would, you all be interested in this podcast episode, I shared that, um, you know, something that that somebody else had written, but it was something along the lines of, you know, if men 
looked, decided to have a baby, again, decided, chose, and realized, and they took into account, if they, if they knew and kind of were weighing these options, that um, it might mean time away from furthering your career, um, time away from furthering your education, that your life was potentially at risk, that you could become permanently um, disfigured or disabled, that um, it could in fact impact your health, your livelihood, your potential in the future, would men continue to reproduce? And again, that being the choice, right? Um, and that's something that as women we face every single time we have children, really weighing what bringing another human life and being responsible for another human for the rest of your life. Again, they become adults, but you don't just stop worrying about them because they're 18 or, you know, whatever. As a parent, they're, they're, you're kind of this steward to bring them forward into the world. And um, I've done other episodes on like why we choose our parents and different things like that. So you can always go back and reference some of those. Um, but we come specifically to specific parents to have a specific experience. We choose this life. We choose the, even though you're like, oh, well, I would never choose whatever, you know, I would never choose this kind of hurt. I'll kind of get into all of that. So again, if men, if this was something that they weighed before they had children, do you think they would still reproduce? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a man. I can't make that decision. Interesting. I don't walk those shoes. So I don't make that decision for somebody else. Um, but but that is something that weighs heavily. And so when I was having my children, both of my children, they're about, two, they're just shy of, of two years apart. Both, having both of my children was very much something that I chose actively. And in that choice, I recognized the consequences and the repercussions and how my life would change as a result. We always think of consequences as like a bad thing. Consequences are just really the result of said thing happening. The, you know, it's the aftermath of whatever choice that is, good, bad, whatever. It's all neutral in the long run. So I, um, I recognized that um, I couldn't go back to school. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was also a single parent. Um, I was not provided for or assisted uh, financially at all um, from their, their fathers. So in it alone. And my, my, pers my like, um, mom and, and siblings were helpful as far as like, you know, when I needed some childcare and, and different things like that. Um, but the actual like financial providing for my children, the emotional stability, all of that really came from me. And Again, if the shoe was on the opposite, if, if the man was the one that it was completely disrupting their life, would they choose those things? And so really when we get into like, is, is it fair to really take that choice away from somebody? Is it fair to not even that be a choice? Because men don't make those same considerations um, in most instances, because they can't, they cannot carry the baby. They do not run the risk of um, death or serious injury, things like that through the process of pregnancy, through the process of birth. Um, they don't run any of those risks. So it will never be able to be compared because you don't know as a man, he, you know, they have never lived 
um, the woman's life in the, the reproductive sense. Um, so when we really look at making that choice, so I want to speak a little bit to um, children that are coming, um, things that I've noticed about infertility, things like that. So I don't know if you have noticed this, but I, it's something I have been keenly aware of. I actually remember becoming very aware of it. Um, I was probably about 11. So this is 25 years ago, almost, um, that um, a lot of people had children, stuff like that around me. I was the oldest. So of, you know, at 11, I'm the oldest of, let's see, I had like three other, three, my three younger siblings at the time. Um, so again, lots of kids around. And um, I remember very vividly conversations of women talking about how it was hard to get pregnant. Now, women all around me, now I remember two in particular. That's it. Now, again, mind you, I'm a, I'm a child. But around me, the, the environment that I was growing up in, it was heavily promoted to have, a lot, have lots of children. I had um, a, a religious upbringing where lots of babies and lots of kids and large families are encouraged. So, that being said, um, for the conversation of infertility, you kind of knew it was, um, anytime you get groups of people, again, people bond over gossip and things like that, which is unfortunate. However, that's what happens. So pretty much you knew. And I was always um, very mature. I was always the one babysitting for lots of families, things like that. So just, and I was always aware. I've always been somebody that's been a good listener too. So very aware of my surroundings, very, always very intuitive. So there, there were two in particular that I remember. And again, there could have been, could have been others, but it was very much talked about like who had done fertility treatments, who had not, who was struggling with fertility, all this, that, and the other. And as I was growing up, you know, these, these conversations kind of come in and out of your awareness um, based on what's going on in your life. Over the past 25 years, I really, I should have uh, brought, um, pulled up the, the percentage um, um, increase in, in infertility. Um, let's actually, can actually look that up right now. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Um, so infertility. Um, oh, wow. Um, it's increasing five to 10% every year. That is huge. Um, now, I, I wanted to share that with you because I was like, I couldn't recall it right off the top of my head, but I knew that was a huge um, incremental jump every single year, first of all. So what, what is the purpose of a soul coming to earth? So the purpose of the soul coming here is to really gain the experience through human emotions to be able to grow, to be able to learn what, um, what you need to learn for your, your soul's evolution. So when you come here, you choose parents who the potentiality to provide that experience for you is there. So I've talked about this on another podcast, but I want to let you guys just share this with you here is 
Okay, knowing that, so if you really needed to learn how to forgive, say past life, somebody else did something, you were holding a lot of resentment. Resentment is something that can really eat away, especially at, at your, your heart chakra, things like that, like uh, allows you to not really connect with people. And you're holding a lot of resentment. So you're like, okay, I recognize I need to learn forgiveness. I see that I'm holding on to this. I no longer want to hold it anymore. I want to be free of this. I want to learn to forgive. How do you learn to forgive somebody? Well, somebody has to done you wrong in order for you to forgive them. Okay. So if you came to learn forgiveness, you may be put into a family that and choose this family. You're like, they will provide me the experience to learn forgiveness. Great. I choose them. Okay. So that's kind of overarching when you're looking to choose parents, you choose parents who are gonna provide fertile ground for your soul's growth. Okay, great. Um, so then I know some of you are gonna ask, okay, well, what about if you get an abortion? Then what happens? Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is why I dropped, I wanted to talk about infertility, is when parents, mother and father, have a union, right? They have lane with one another. I don't even know if that's, anyways. <laughs> so they, they laid with one another and as a result are pregnant. Now, there's obviously very several dynamics. So each soul may have chosen already, may have chosen, may have chosen. Souls do not always enter the body as soon as um Fertility, or as soon as, sorry, sorry, as soon as uh, um, fertilization happens. Okay, so souls are known to sometimes not enter the body until after birth. There's been recollections. So, but typically they do not enter right away. So sometimes what is happening is, is the, the issue, and if you're really kind of back and forth on whether you should or should not get an abortion. Those are really things that are learned, those are learning experiences for the parents, not necessarily the soul that has chosen, because the soul that has chosen to come to this couple, if, they, if it's already been like, that would be a great opportunity, again, we'll just keep using forgiveness, that would be a great opportunity for me to learn forgiveness. And here, the mother and father decide, you know what, we're not ready for this, or, you know, God forbid there's been some type of trauma or something like that. They choose not to. Now, what happens is that soul, it's not like the soul's like, psh, psh, okay, great. I'm, I'm not sure how I'm ever going to learn forgiveness. I am screwed. No, there's going to be other opportunities, other unions, other um, presentations for them that will present the opportunity to be able to um, enter into a body and have their earthly experience where they need to learn, let's say, forgiveness. It will come. It will come. Now, what I find very interesting is, again, as this infertility has increased, what has happened is we have gotten very far away from our intuition. We've gotten very far away from um, honoring Mother Earth. We've gotten very far away from more um, rituals of gratitude. Um, even when we eat, like we just shovel down food. We've gotten away from growing our own food and infusing it with love. We've gotten away from cooking our own food. We've gotten away from living in um, 
more tribe-like communities where there's lots of connection. We've incorporated a lot of man-made synthetic things like that. So, and this is what I think is so beautiful about the universe and, and why I'm not really too razzled by the Roe versus Wade overturn is seeing the evolution of man, the evolution of technology, and sometimes, well, in fact, most of the time, this is what I see happen. This happens kind of in, in all dynamics. You'll see a very far swing one way, right? Where we were a lot less industrialized. We let for a long time, right? And then you'll, if, you'll, if you really look at history, the past 200 years, the amount of growth that has happened has been exponential. It has been huge. So with all of these new inventions, right, all of these new ways in which we um, preserve food, all of these medical things that we have that, that have been introduced, that we no longer rely a lot on, again, ancient practices and things like that for medicinal purposes. What's happened is that very far swing, the opposite direction, has left us with something um, called infertility. Right? So we think all of these things are so great. Well, you have toxins in your um, laundry detergent. You have toxins in all the fucking air fresheners that are all over the place, the Febreze, the things that are mounted on the walls in all these places. You have, even when we're not talking about, again, these physical things, let's talk about the frequencies. High EMF frequencies, even from Bluetooth, right? These 5G, all of these things that are all of these different frequencies that are interacting with our cells all the time that we did not used to have. So as a result, a lot of, and, and again, this is ancestral trauma that's, that's compounding on top of environmental um, toxicity, on top of, again, diet and lifestyle and environment currently, that all basically compound over time and as a result, we are struggling from a lot of infertility. And a lot of basically what happened was, you know, souls, the souls that needed to be here, when you have that, that big of a jump in um, industry, in it's basically this huge jump in, in awareness and availability and, and things like that. It's, it's really an advancement of consciousness, which you have to work out the kinks, right? You think all of these things are great, but again, when we talk about like there's a very far swing a lot of times when you gather new information or it's kind of like you have to learn that too much of something is still a bad, like still not good. It's finding the balance. And so what we're experiencing is this very far swing. And so as a result, I feel like it's beautiful that as this advancement happens in technology, we also have the advancement of IVF. So we, in order to continue to expand consciousness, in order to continue to provide opportunities for these souls to come to earth and really to balance out, again, this very far swing, our population is increasing. That's not by, by accident. We have infertility, which is now being countered with IVF, with opportunities for children to come. IVF provides both parents are at least monetarily, usually emotionally much more invested and ready for children. Um, not to say, you know, just being ready for a child doesn't make you a, you know, that doesn't say anything about your parenting, but it says that you're ready. It says that you're making this choice, which is a huge. Again, you are making the choice. Choice is huge. Agency is one of the number one things for growth 
it is actually the number one thing for growth in, in this life. And so often when we take away people's ability to choose, we take away their possibility for growth. Hear that again. When we take away the possibility for people to choose, you take away their potential for growth. So there's that. Um, that was a very interesting download, poignant moment. Um, anyways, infertility really provides the opportunity for souls that truly are ready and the circumstance and the environment may be more conducive to what's needed for the next phase of earth and for kind of this regeneration where you're starting to already see it. You're starting to see, you know, people are no longer thinking climate changes. Some like, you know, tomfoolery bullshit in the air. They recognize like, no, no, shit's really happening. We have to do something now. We created this problem. Um, I did a whole podcast episode. We are in the sixth mass extinction. It is the only one that has been created by man, <laughs> which means if we get our shit together, we can reverse it. So that being said, there will always be an opportunity for souls to come. So again, the, this is why I always just call it like, it's like earth school. Like you come, you learn some shit and you leave, right? And you're like, great. I learned this. What would be, what else would I need to learn to evolve as a soul to really, um, you know, when you're kind of seeking this feelings of, you know, nirvana or enlightenment, like this really spacious and light feeling, notice things that make you feel more like that. Notice things that, that um, kind of pull you in that direction. You really want to lean into those things, not that you won't have sadness, anger, all of that. So right now with what's going on with Roe versus Wade, I have had people that have come to me with, in the decision-making of, I don't know what to do. I feel this. And I'm always told the same thing to share with them. And this is why I recorded the podcast. Because at that moment, when that decision is being made, it is a lesson for the parent. There's a lesson for the parent. It's to really look at the relationship prior, the, your growth, your desires moving forward. Okay. Noticing how you feel moving forward with even, that's the thing is, Here's what I find really interesting. People are like, oh, no, if they got pregnant, it's meant to be. No. No. Sometimes, again, the soul that would have chosen to inhabit that baby's body will have another opportunity to come. But when the parents are making this decision out of shame, out of guilt, being forced or manipulated, what kind of environment are you putting that soul into? That is not, that is, that's not protection of the baby. So when the, the, you know, the mother or the father come to me to have, and this decision is kind of weighing on, on their mind, Here's the thing, we do things that scare us, but excite the fuck out of us all the time. We ride ro roller coasters, right? We go fast on boats and motorcycles and all these things that, that are scary, but are also really exciting. And that's kind of how the choice of having a child should feel. Are you scared? Fuck yeah. But are you excited for all of the potential? Yes. If you 
think about this potentiality and it creates dread and it create. I mean, I've had, I've had people who literally break down in tears because they're like, what happened prior to conception was, had so much malice behind it. That energy of conception carries a frequency. Your cells don't start remembering things once you're born. The potential, the baby that is already growing, that the soul is, again, probably not even in, in the body yet, is already fostering these emotions of malice. Now, let me ask you, is that a good environment to bring a child into? You tell me. That's something only you can decide, right? When you're, you're posed with that, that decision. Um, my children, although they turned my, my world upside down, were both conceptions of love. They were both conceived in a, a space of fondness and kindness. And um, even though it may have not been like that all the time or, you know, things like that, like when I think about that experience, I don't look at it and feel malice. And so again, when you're, it's like you're manifesting anything, okay? When you try to imagine this future, notice the feelings in your body. Now imagine that choice being taken away from you and you have to carry those feelings. Is that fair to, to make that choice for somebody else? Because again, if the soul is able to come in a different way that would provide a, an environment where it didn't hold all that malice. And again, we talk about the mother and the father being the ones that maybe needed to make that choice. Sometimes when you, when you look at bringing another life into this world, you really start to assess your, your relationship to that person, you assess your future, you assess potential. And at that, those times, sometimes is the only time that people can really zoom out and see a more bird's eye view. Sometimes they're so in their um, conditioning, right? These relationships could have been developed out of out of a trauma response. Now imagine you connected with somebody that just perpetuated your trauma from childhood and then you conceived a child. And so essentially it was just a brew of childhood trauma. And you're like, you've recognized this person has not been good for you, but you have not been able to access or you were not in a space in your life to get to like the healing part where you can work through it. Do you think that adding a child would always help? Could be, could not. And again, that's a choice. That's a choice that should only the person in the driver's seats can make. So there's, there's so many elements here that I wanted to, to talk to about because again, it's been kind of the same thing over and over and these kind of issues of fertility and, um, and what happens to a soul. 
the soul will always come and will always choose an environment in which it can learn those experiences. Now, it may learn it differently through a, a different, obviously, set of parents, things like that, but it, it still has the potential to learn those things. So taking away that ability to choose takes away the ability for the parent, the mother, to be able to choose whether or not she would like to move forward consciously or you know, that, 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 that is the best choice for, or yes, I'm going to continue with this, this pregnancy. I'm also going to look into healing. I'm also going to do all these things, but to take that choice away, to take the choice away, takes away your agency, which is your biggest catalyst for growth. Now I will say this, to this is this is kind of why I wanted you to listen to the end of the episode. So please, if you have any questions about like reincarnation or what happens, things like that, you can always um, shoot me a message. Um, if you're not already following me on Instagram at Shalane Carter, you can always just throw me, shoot me a DM real quick and we can kind of have a conversation if you're wanting to, to work through some things. Um, if you've had an abortion and, and you know, feel any type of way, or if you're considering any of those things, please reach out to me. Um, and, and we can kind of have a chat. And, and um, it's, again, I'm open for all types of conversation that's solution focused, which kind of brings me to the next element, is that what you focus on expands. If you are focusing right now and continue to focus on how you feel that things are unfair, things are unjust, um, that you have a lot of hatred towards, you know, any type of agency. Um, I'm trying to be careful with my words. Um, censorship is real. Um, if you're feeling a lot of malice right now towards anything, any situation, decision, whatever. Know that what you focus on expands. So as you continue to mull this over, talk this over with your friends, go over and over and over and over and over it. Only expands your capacity to hold hatred, anger, or whatever else it's making you feel. So this is where I kind of have a, um, it's interesting. I, you know, if somebody says, oh, I'm going to, donate to a you know save the turtle foundation you've got somebody over in the corner that's like what about the whales again you are not meant to come to this life to choose all of the world's problems to fix the world's problems are not specifically your problem to fix you came here to be able to grow and evolve you came here to that's why it's called like this soul's purpose for everybody and everybody's is different Everybody's is different. So if my purpose is to give back to the turtles, leave me the fuck alone and you go help the whales. Here's my problem with people that have a, they want to get all up in arms, that want to post all of these things on social media all the time. How about this? They're so upset, but they take no action to make change. So anger is a emotion that is designed. The reason why it's so heightened is it is designed to drive action, to drive you to create change. If you do not intend to do something with all of this anger that you keep throwing around in your life, all you're doing 
is expanding anger. And great, now you're a really great match for more anger and things that make you upset. So what do you do? You find TV shows to really justify all this anger and conversations of also people who have been wrong to justify this anger. Do you want to live that life? No? Maybe not? I don't know. Only Again, only you can decide. However, I will say this again, what you focus on expands. So if you want a world where choice is given, use your agency. Use it to make choices that are right for you. Listen to your intuition. Give to things that make a difference. Give to things that you're passionate about. Volunteer, create something. Do something with your anger or with all of your heightened emotions. Do something with it. Having anger or having you know, hatred, any of these things, just to have it, it's like gossiping. All you're doing is bonding over low vibrational experiences, which is not your closest, you are not closest to your highest self, your highest vibration. So you do not make decisions from your highest self's perspective. You make it from the perspective of the ego that is loving all this juicy hatred. It's really giving it something to feed off of. It's finding things to justify. Again, it's just the ego is just trying to be like, okay, yes, girl, or boy, or whatever. Whoever you are, I want to make you feel like, yes. Right? When you're, when you're, what happens is when you're having some of these experiences, it's almost like you have these like blinders on a little bit. You know, I think that's why often when they say like you're seeing red is that there's this lack of awareness that happens through these emotions. You can't access your higher self. You can't access your intuition. You cannot access your intuition and be breathing hatred. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is just not how that works. That's why often, um, a lot of times for, you know, people will say like, oh, I go take a walk. That's actually so incredibly, it's something that you're actually listening to your natural rhythms of I'm recognizing I'm angry. What comes out when I am angry is not from my best self. I'm going to go cool off until I can come back and access my intuition, access my highest self speaking to me again. And really be aware of that. So, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to be angry. I would encourage you not to stew over it. I would encourage you to not continue to watch the news. I would encourage you to not you know, keep, keep, keep tabs on every little blah, blah, blah that happens in every little state, like stop. Again, unless you're taking that anger or taking that heightened emotion and that, that passion and doing something with it, it is only breeding more of it inside of you. It's only hurting you. It's okay to be angry, but what you're angry at is that choice is taken away. So instead, look at how can I use my agency, my choice for good? I can choose where I spend my money. I can choose the things that I eat or the things that I watch or what I expose my children to or how can I exercise my choice that makes me the highest 
vibration as myself, the highest version of myself, so I can be able to always access my intuition and make choices from there. It's okay to have the feelings. Don't sit in them. Do something with them. That's what they're meant for. So I hope you all uh, listened to the end. If you have any questions, again, on... Um, we kind of touched on a little, little bit of everything, like a little bit of infertility, a little bit of reincarnation, kind of what happens, choosing our parents, um, you know, anger or really what we focus on expands and what to do if we're, we're advocates. If you're an advocate and you have all these things that you, you're just talking about the problems all the time and you are not coming up with a solution, if you are not solution based, there, it's kind of not to say pointless. It's not, it has a purpose. It can have a purpose, but it can take you a lot longer to get there. So I encourage you when you feel, notice feelings of anger, or hatred, malice, anything like that, that's really to propel, propel you to make some kind of change. So if you have any questions about any of that, please don't be a stranger. You can reach out. Again, we can have solution-focused or productive conversations. Um, I do not accept any, any conversations that are attacking, that are filled with malice. Um, you can have a very different viewpoint than I. Um, in fact, I've had a different viewpoint in my life, so I can see it probably from your perspective because I have literally been on all sides. So I'm more than happy to have conversations or to help you better understand my perspective or you would like me to hear your perspective 100%. I do not receive any conversations that are not solution-based and focused on growth. Yeah, just before I warn you. Um, again, that's something I get to choose. It's how I'm practicing my agency. Boundaries. Real good boundaries. All right. I love you all. Thank you for, for being here. If, if you feel like there is somebody that would really, really love this podcast episode or had like some moments that you're like, oh, I feel like so-and-so would really value um, what was said here, please share the podcast. Um, it's one of the, the greatest things is to, to hear somebody like, oh, I really love what you said about this. It helped me through something. Um, that's really what this podcast is for. So I love you all. Thank you for listening to Be The Frequency. Until next time, guys. Cheers. <laughs>